Welcome to Bottoms on Top. I'm Prakash. And I'm Andreas. And we're happy to have you. Well, hello to all our listeners. It's been quite a while since we've been in the studio, and we have a new voice, a new gay on air. Hi, everyone. I'm Prakash. I am... You you can probably catch me smoking my jewel on 40th and Locust or walking around with AirPods in my ears and talking loudly into a cell phone about some marketing plan. That's not me. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, what deets should I give you? Okay, I'm Prakash. I am a senior. I study city planning and economics. And that's the 411 on me. So I dug Prakash up from sort of like this ground of gays at Penn. He was on Bottoms on Top last year, if you guys recall. He was on our episode about body it hair. On? Right. Yes. I got into it. We talked about body image for a good half hour. And Andreas was searching through the graveyard existent uh, here on Penn's campus of all of us queers of bottoms on top past and I got drudged up so here I am ready to go ready to give you that queer content you've been waiting for all summer and you know what we're excited to have you here I think we should give our listeners a little bit more of an idea of what you're like Prakash so I've prepared a few dis- a few questions in poor taste to ask mm. you right now just so we can get a little bit of chance of you know a little idea about who you are so a first, perfect faggy intro let's do it Just some general information. Prakash, where are you from? What's your hometown? I'm from the wonderful, sometimes backwater town of Waxhaw, North Carolina. The loam is very red. The ants are very big. The tobacco is everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So you're a gay that can drive, I'm assuming. Yes, we have to drive. I trump the trope. I am a bottom (laughs) that drives. Oh my gosh, wow, a gay who drives, country gays drive, I realized that on Twitter the other day. Is that, is that what it means to be a bottoms on top, bottom on top? That's my question. (laughs) (laughs) I guess my, my next question for you, what's your favorite bottoms on top episode? Okay, I mean, I'm very partial to my own involvement. You know, we had a (laughs) wonderful, gorgeous discussion about body hair. You should all check it out so you can get a primer about all of my hairy grinder stories. There were a couple shared. But I will also say that Nick's faggy corner and discussing various gay icons in the form of cartoon characters really got me going. I still stand Yoshi as a gay icon. Don't we all? And, you know, it's not... I think it's a running theme that new Bottoms on Tops hosts maybe don't listen to the podcast as much as they should. Mm. Because I remember when I first came on, I am former podcast host John Holmes asked me what episodes that I listened to. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> what's, a, what's a Bottom on Top? But <laughs> what is this? What are you presenting to me? Is that a new TV show? <laughs> so I guess... Before, like before Bottoms on Top, were you even gay? What did you do on this campus? How no, did we know I was you? actually a straight male. I wore flannels and jeans and walked around in a Wharton sweatshirt. That was my aesthetic. And me then too. I became a Bottom on Top. And you've seen me. I've got suspenders now. It's a full conversion. But I mean, 
before Bottoms on Top, I like to spend a lot of time around our gorgeous LGBT center. We'll give a little plug to it later in the episode, but um, I spent time on the advisory council there working with our gorgeous queen, Miss Julia Pan, the queen of the queers, to think about what we can do for the community. So I was, shall we say, just a tad queer <laughs> before coming to Bottoms on Top. Wonderful. And we're bringing you full circle. There we go. <laughs> yes, my final dive into the queer pool. So, I have a few more questions, a little more unconventional. Fuck Mary Kill, Grinder, Tinder and Bumble. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Grinder is Miss Nasty. I would definitely kill her. I'm sorry to anyone who disagrees, but Cannot deal with Grinder. I would maybe have like a sugar daddy relationship with Miss Bumble because I feel like every time I've been on there, it's all white men. So, you know, I'd <laughs> fuck her. But, you know, I feel like if I'm going to meet someone to marry anywhere, it's going to be Tinder. So I'm going to marry her. I'm going to do her good. I'm going to do her justice. I will just do the Holy Trinity. Rihanna, Nikki, Beyonce. Oh, my God. You had to do it to me. It's a telling you? question. Yes. Uh, there is, like, no right answer here because there's at least one subsection of the faggots you will alienate in the process of answering <laughs> this question. And they're listening. They're listening right now. Um, sorry to my listeners, but I really have to say that I would fuck Miss Riri, marry Miss Beyonce, and, oh, my God, I love her so much. But, Nikki, I'm going to have to give you a big old welt and kill you. <laughs> Throw a shoe across the room straight for the jugular. Sorry, Miss Nikki. Put yourself in a grinder tribe. Only one because we don't buy grinder extra on this podcast. Mm. Okay, so for my budget queers not on grinder extra, I guess I'd have to put myself in. See, okay, I got, I once got called a baby bear, which I still grapple with on the daily, but. <laughs> You know, I think I'm a little bit more of a clean cut, although today's a bad example. I did not put anything in my beard, so I look mm, like I look like a baby bear. I look like a bear bear, oh. but <laughs> I'm somewhere between like clean cut and otter, I think. Okay. Yes. Nice. And finally, Prakash, are you a bottom? She's a bottom. She's a, she's a true bottom. And that's that. Whatever. Now that you know a little bit about me, maybe you want to know what the hell it is you're actually listening to. What is Bottoms on Top? Well, Andreas, I'm glad you asked the question. <laughs> Bottoms on Top is a podcast about all things queer culture. We really strive to represent the queer community as best as we can and present a little bit about Penn's queer culture, Philadelphia's queer culture, and just the climate that we, the queers, are living in. We like to have fun. We like to get serious sometimes. And more importantly, we love, love, love to have more voices on the show. That's something that we're trying to change from Bottoms on Top seasons, previous Bottoms on Top seasons. We're trying to have more people come on our show and more people come on our show recurring. So more people who are going to be on our show monthly or weekly and things like that. So any of you listening have an idea or want your spot in the Wexler recording studio in the Kelly Writers House, shoot me a message on Facebook, email podcasts at the dp.com, and get in contact with our new podcast editor, Allie Johnson. 
So now that all that formal jush is out the way, Prakash, how are you? Andreas, I just had the craziest night last night. And you know, because you were literally there. We spent time together. We did that. <laughs> it was me, you, and another Andreas, which is which makes for great podcast material, because you can definitely follow along with who is where. <laughs> but me and you and Andreas went out to Quiz Hose at Kung Fu Necktie out in Fishtown. It's this gorgeous little bar with a very intimidating picture of Jesus in the corner, just to remind you that, yes, in fact, we are sanctified. And basically, in a series of four rounds, we get to answer questions about all things pop icons. So, yeah, Quiz Hose is this great event. I think it happens monthly or bi-monthly where um, there's this one guy, he does this event just for fun. He comes up with these super creative questions about these very, very queer pop icons, and the challenges are great. Um, last night there was a challenge about giggling, so there was a five-second giggle played from a famous song. I think the best one was the giggle from Lady Gaga's Sex, Sex Dreams. Dreams. Yeah. It, the soundbite literally came on, and the three of us just went wild, and he was like, oh, oh yes, we have some faggots in the house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think that our biggest downfall last night was um, we mistook Beyonce's Best Thing I Never Have music video for Sophie's It's Okay to Cry. <laughs> it was a real sin. We are still repenting. But I will have you know that when we submitted our answer sheet, the question giver was literally like, your answers are so funny. And we were sitting here like we did not want them to be funny. These were our actual answers. So, you know, your bottoms on top really represented well. Um, but we didn't do bad. And that's the scary that part. Yes. That's the scary part. We could still mistake Sophie for Beyonce. And I think we were in fifth or sixth place out of, I think it was 11 or 12 people. So we were right in the middle. Yes, we were in that sweet spot. I will I will say that I truly admire the person who runs these because he literally makes all of the prizes in his parents' house in New Jersey, as he very proudly told us. Yes. Um, including a Nicki Minaj pillow that looked like something I want to rest my head on every single night. They're beautiful. Um, I went once in the summer also, and I went with a huge group of people. It was like six of us, and we ended up winning third place. And in my room right now is a... Lady Gaga and Beyonce telephone screenshot, but it's printed on a beach towel, which I have repurposed as a tapestry. So Gorgeous, because that's the only way you can represent something as sacred as that. And I don't like the beach, so <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'm using that. And I think our listeners may want to hear something about our summers. It's been a long time since Bottoms on Top has graced the podcast airwaves of iTunes and SoundCloud and hopefully Spotify at some point. Mm. Prakash, how was your summer? What did you do? I was here in the middle of a gorgeous heat wave in proud Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was working in Chinatown, as a matter of fact, right off of the 8th Street station on the MFL line. Um, so I was in the Federal Reserve Bank. I was doing community development work. Um, this was also the summer that I turned 21, which means I got to go to the neighborhood quite a bit this summer. 
and any have you been to the neighborhood? Like, what was your experience with the neighborhood pre twenty? So, I mean, my experience with the neighborhood was like mostly very tame. I would go there for like some of like the drag race watch parties on very occasional Thursday nights, um, but you know, nothing serious. I had never been inside Woody's. I had just observed from the outside. Get that fake snatched. Get that <laughs> fake snatched. Exactly. So I was just like leery of the neighborhood. I was like, this is a league of their own. This is for the twenty. 21 plus gays. This is not something I am prepared for. And then I got to dive right in after July 25th, a late ass birthday, I will remind. A Leo. A Leo. We're a Leo in this house. It's been noted. It's been noted. There's this, if if you don't stand a Leo, this this might be a rough season for you, but we will make it through together. Well, I think what's funny is that this podcast, um, John is an Aries. Um, I'm an Aries Pisces cusp. And so you're I'm a Leo. Just here no, this is Leo. this is a like, fire sign. Yeah, fire sign voice for the most for the better part of like a year and a half right now. So it takes being a fire sign to be a bottom on top. Yes, I'm forgetting former former host Ian Jong's birthday. We're gonna do a fact check on that. Get back to you later. <laughs> We're gonna have our people run a fact check on that. Our people, Sammy, you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> so, well. That's great. Um, this was also my first summer in Philadelphia and my first summer being 21 in Philadelphia. But summer was a little rocky for me. So um, if you were listening last season, you know that we cut it a little short because I was going to study abroad in South Korea, which was absolutely lovely. Loved it. You'll probably hear me reference it like 20 times this season. And Ooh. that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I came back to Philly at the end of June. And my summer was... She was a little rough. Um, mm. I was working at Philadelphia Magazine, which was lovely, which is also right off of the 8th Street Station yes. on the MFL. We never ran into each other, which is odd. But, you know, it's two it's queers okay. in the big city. It's fine. You know, I was being very frugal this summer, and mm. I actually ended up making a lot of, like, tasty-type lunches where I would, like, Ooh. take to work. Yeah. So that was one thing I did. It was just really hot in Philly. And the summer so was... So hot. It was just very chill for me. And it was, like, a summer of minimalism because... Mm. um. So my mother didn't, like, move me back into my apartment. So all I had was the suitcase I could carry. And whatever was just left in my apartment from a year ago, basically. So I just was, like, kind of minimalist this summer. I went out a little bit. Kept my coin. Keep that coin. She made that coin. She kept that coin. She made the coin. She kept it. She she did it all. She did it all. We're just getting word from our people. In other words, Sammy behind the plexiglass screen. That Ian is a cancer. In fact, not a fire sign. I believe that's water. Oh, wow. Fire and water started the show, and now here we are. And just now it's all just fire. a raging fire tree. <laughs> <laughs> but Take s- that as you will. <laughs> <laughs> Take it, run with it, live with it. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to hear from Angela Huang and give a new queer orientation. Welcome back here. So we know that New Student Orientation has been over for about a month right now. The Affair has ended, which is the inaugural queer event for those of our listeners who may not know. It's an event that starts at the LGBTQ Center, which is just a way for you to meet all of the LGBTQ plus identifying people here at Penn. 
and it ends with the after affair, which is usually held at the Pi Lambda Phi House. May Pi Lambda Phi as an organization of Penn rest in peace. Rest in peace. But it still happened. But we don't think that all of these new queers on campus got the proper new queer orientation they deserved. N-Q-O. And we have queer expert Angela Huang on today to give a little new queer orientation. Welcome, Angela. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you (laughs) for letting us have you. I'm very excited to be here because I love Bottoms on Top. This is one of my pen bucket list items before I graduate. Angela is a super fan since, like, day one. Yeah, I text him constantly. You're like, when is Bottoms on Top coming out? <laughs> <laughs> she hosts Bottoms on Top listening parties. She she is the fan we want all of you to be. Thank you. Step up to the plate, but listeners. <laughs> more like me. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. But today, instead of just being a fan, Angela is here to help us put together a little new queer orientation packet. Where do we even start? I think we should first start off with maybe the waves of gay events that happened throughout the school year. Mm. What our new freshman gays and newly out senior, junior, and sophomore gays should look out for throughout the year in order to meet up with other queer people. So first we have, which has already passed, the affair and the after affair. There's also coming up, and it should be on your radar, Swalloween, a queer old Halloween party for oh, all God. of you faggots interested in some costume. <laughs> I've never actually been, and I'm terrified to go. It is sweaty, it is grimy, and it is every other adjective that you want to hear about your queer <laughs> Halloween party. <laughs> what what I love about Swalloween is I think that it, it I, besides just being kind of like sweaty and like fratty, it really is kind of like a safer space, I think, to where you're gayest costumes out you know things that you may not be comfortable wearing out to another halloween function i'm talking i'm talking capes i'm talking some nice glittery see-through tops like you're getting the full queer package at swalloween literally and after swalloween i feel like queer pen gets a little quiet after swalloween in the fall right yeah i'd say that we kind of mellow out for the rest of the fall i think our next Big landmark event is the Q-Pen Week and Q-Pen's right. V-Day right. party, um, all the events surrounding that. It's just a fun time for all of our artistic queers to really show their stuff as well. <laughs> so it's just an all-around romp. Um, and that's out in February. Right. Yes. Following that, I think, fling events or drag show first? Which which one comes first usually? Mm. I want to say drag show is like March and then fling is like early April. Yeah, I think it's drag show. So drag show, put it on your calendar. Get your drag costumes ready. We have some gorgeous Amy G impersonators (laughs) out there who I cannot (laughs) wait to hear from again. So, And you know, I've never had the chance to participate in the drag show. Can you do it? I want to so bad. Oh my gosh. We should... We should pull out, like, a New York Fashion Week Mickey and Cardi (laughs) for this drag show. That would be amazing. Come through with a prosthetic welt. (laughs) Yes. Um, Have there ever been any drag kings performing at the QSA drag show? I would do it. Angela, we're looking out for it. Yes. Let's create a concept. We need to be um, inclusive in this space, so... I would love to be a drag Let's king. start a movement Let's start right the movement. Now. Yes. Okay, I'm going to help Angela do her drag king, drag king makeup. Although, some may say I don't even know how to do my own makeup. But <laughs> I'm going to help her. 
So if you see a clowny ass looking drag king, you know what's up. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think that drag show and then fling and once again, the gays mellow out. I think it's because, I think it's because we're at Penn. We tend to be a little academic. Yes. (laughs) Yes. By the end of the semester, everyone's like, hold on, study time. Yes. We're boring. What's the next topic on our agenda? I feel like something that every freshman would love to know a little bit more about is our local queer uniform, an artifact of queer pet. Mm. <laughs> okay, so let's unpack. What are some, not to generalize how people should look or what they should be dressing mm, Important like. disclaimers. <laughs> yes. We are inclusive. We are inclusive. But in the same way that when you get up to go to work at Starbucks in the morning and you get up to go to work as a plumber the queers put a uniform on. (laughs) I want to say whenever I see um, a group of guys looking like they're about to go to a Rex Orange County concert, (laughs) probably queer. 100%. Let's unpack it. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that you're drawing from a lot of thrift stores. Yes. Mm -hmm. talking. I'm talking like if you've ever stepped foot inside a Buffalo Exchange, you're halfway there. You're halfway there. (laughs) (laughs) We we have mom jeans with tuck striped Mm -hmm. shirts. Yes. Especially if your mom jean is missing pockets on the ass and putting pockets in places that you never knew pockets could go. It's probably a queer mom jean. A lot of accessories, I'd say. Like, a lot of, like, um, ear action, mm. tattoos. Yes. Even ear. fanny packs. We were just talking about Fanny this. packs are queer. Fanny yes. packs are so deep. If you're queer. walking around with an iced coffee, oh, you're she's done. queer. Best way for all of you who are just trying to make sure you're repping the straights, um, <laughs> just carry around a hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you're not. Well, no. <laughs> Let's discuss some more queer spaces and clubs mm. that students should definitely be looking out for once they once they're looking for like new clubs. I know the activities fair or whatever passed, but it's never too late to join something. I think if you're really just not sure what kind of queer organization you're looking for, what kind of queer community you're looking for, a good place to start is to go to a Lambda Alliance meeting. It's our umbrella organization, which sounds like mumbo jumbo, but it basically is a place where all the queer orgs will come together every two weeks on a Tuesday night and just talk about what's going on, talk about like which organizations are doing what so you can see people from Queer and Asian, you can see people from J Bagel, our Jewish and Queer group. Uh, They're all present, so definitely if you're just not sure, that's a good place to start. Definitely, and I think that I, I think I lose a gay star here because I don't think I've been involved in that many queer organizations, mm. but I know, Angela, you're on the board of Wharton Alliance. I am, for all you corporate gays. <laughs> join us. We love finance, consulting. Just kidding. Anyone can join Wharton Alliance, even if you're not in Wharton. We do a lot of great events, and it's a lovely little community where we rep Goldman Sachs. Mm. But I feel like Wharton Alliance's place is, it's really, it's like weird, I think, but cool in the sense that I would, it seems like business is kind of hostile for queer people. It is. I think in the past, people in work, which is the queer Facebook group at Penn, if you're not in it already, I'm sure you could get someone to just add Yeah, you. if you have a queer friend, just ask them if they're they're in it and you can yeah. probably get an access to it. That's a really good hub, I think, for a queer pen to just gather and communicate digitally. Um, I think in the past, Wharton Alliance has felt a little like 
that work has been a little hostile towards Wharton Alliance because the queers are a little anti-capitalist, but it's still a good place. I mean, we go to Penn. <laughs> and I think it's <laughs> I think it's really important to have that outlet. Like, and also we we love the fact that we're getting some of that corporate money to go to the queers in the first place. That's true. Exactly. We love diversity money. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. Let's LGBT stands for let's get this money. What is it? Let's get let's this bag. Let's get this bread. Let's get this bread. Let's oh my god. Let's get this bread, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Wait, guys. LGBTQ. Let's get this bread, queers. <laughs> there we go. Wow. <laughs> Are you gonna go update the Wharton Alliance? Like a website right now. Oh, I like fully want to message the group mate. This is our marketing message to all of you queers. We have a slogan now. More on that note is let's talk a little bit about being queer in Greek life. So I know Angela, you were affiliated with a sorority at one point. I am affiliated with a Angela, sorority. Angela is affiliated with a sorority. Let the record be I known. totally heard sororitity. <laughs> sororitity is Sorority. the proper pronunciation. I see, I see. I actually got that from Neighbors too, which is probably the straightest oh. thing I'm going to say <laughs> oh, today. No. It's okay. We'll let it slide this time. And Prakash, are you affiliated with any Greek organization? I'm not affiliated with a Greek organization. I am affiliated with the Philomathian Society, which sounds like a Greek organization. But, I mean, it's it's not... It, it's the closest thing it can be to one without being one, if okay. that makes sense. When we I do have th- a space. When I think of Philo, I think of frat of intellectuals. Right, yeah. exactly. Wow, that is a word. <laughs> <laughs> frat of intellectuals. So, Angela, do you have any things out there for any young, any advice out there for young queers who are thinking about Greek life but are kind of having trouble balancing their queer identity and their desire to be in Greek life? How does it work for you? And how do you think, and what advice would you give someone looking to do that? Wow, what a great question. Mm. I think when I first joined Penn, or when I first got to Penn, I didn't join Penn, um, I definitely was struggling a little bit with my queer identity. I'm pretty straight passing. I found it easier to exist in straight spaces. So I joined a sorority because all of my friends were doing it, and I definitely felt like I was covering a little bit. It was more convenient to talk about, you know, the boys I was interested in as opposed, as opposed to, like, the women I was interested in. I'm bi, by the way. No to erasure. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> thank you for the snaps. Wow. Um, but I think finding, within my sorority, I have a lot of good friends where I can be very open with. I have my allies within. Um, just, like, finding people that you're comfortable with and taking your own time with figuring out your queer identity because it took me a little while before I was able to, you know, kind of scream it, you know, into the void um, and just making sure you're comfortable. And then from there on working on if you want to be more open, then feel free. But if you'd rather stay a little more closeted, it's it's a really it can be a very overwhelming place to be a queer person, um, especially a person of queer person of color. So honestly, this is a very rambly answer, but just take your own time with it and do whatever makes you feel comfortable. So do, do we miss anything in our new queer orientation list? I think there's something to be said about events outside of Penn. So yes. some big ones out for undergrad. Yes. IVQ. IVQ, for those of you who don't know, is coming up the first weekend of November. And Prakash runs it. I am our Penn director, so you will get to sit with me on a bus for five hours going to Brown University. 
It is only a $25 enrollment fee, which can be waived if you need it, and it is totally free to go, and it is lit. Andreas and I will actually be covering it for Bottoms on Top, oh, so wow. get pumped. And you mentioned now for undergrad, um, Angela and I both owe for you alums. <laughs> <laughs> Angela, Corporate you want to describe queers. it? Yeah. <laughs> Truly. And that's okay. It's good. And so Alpha Undergrad is a series of um, professional conferences for LGBTQ-identifying college students. They will fly you out to a city at a sponsor's corporate headquarters, and it's a weekend of networking with other LGBTQ professionals. You can go to a conference that's business theme, marketing theme, tech theme, or engineering, engineering theme. Yep. Right. It's also a really, really fun weekend with a lot of great programming. So even if you're not interested in kind of these careers um and by the way a lot of people get jobs from out for undergrad but they also have a lot of good programming that centers around authenticity and you know not covering yourself in a workplace environment but just in your day-to-day and i think that's really powerful that they even though it is a really pre-professional conference that they do try to inject this kind of um programming into it and it's so fun also they give you like a shit ton of free alcohol and food mm, yeah. and like I, I don't know at ours they brought a bunch of food trucks and they had a dance floor and it was a lot of queer engineers gyrating which is as funny <laughs> and awkward <laughs> as it sounds but it was a really good time yeah enough about it for you enough about it for you. are there any more queer events we're missing well, there we is. Probably are. There, we're, we're probably missing a whole. <laughs> we're missing host. a bunch. Did we talk um, about dolphin? Dolphin is a holy trinity. <laughs> oh my! The holy trinity party is the greatest mixed blessing that has ever come to the queer community. I think um, the holy trinity is basically. I think it's about monthly, right? It's monthly. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a party at the Dolphin Tavern, which uh, combines music from usually it's just Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, and Beyonce. Um, recently, they've been featuring like other uh, guest queens. Um, <laughs> Cardi B, I think, was featured at this month's, um, and it's it's a it's a fun time. It's like a fun time if, if you're you know you're one of our pop icon queers, which, mm-hmm. as you know, Andreas and I tend to be. <laughs> as I was looking at Andreas's phone, and his background is Ariana Grande. <laughs> Two versions of Ariana Grande in her all white sweetener outfit. <laughs> but yes. Holy Trinity, how could we forget? It's a great event. I think what I love about Holy Trinity is that this bar is not a queer bar at all. It's just like one right. night. It just happens. The queers congregate on Dolphin for one night a month. And that's about it. Well, I think that concludes our new queer orientation. We hope you've learned something. You've picked up a few new queer moves. <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> That was an attempt at humor. <laughs> laugh we cried (laughs) and thank you so much angela for coming on the show and helping us orient these new queers yes thank you for having me anytime we'll see all of y'all next week for more warm hugs and warm vibes (laughs) thank you for listening to bottoms on top with myself andreas pablo and me prakash mishra we'd like to thank our podcast producer ali johnson our editor and executive creative consultant, Sammy Gordon. Wexler Recording Studio in the Kelly Writers House. Julia Score, who made our cover art. And Andrew Ellis, who created our theme song. Find him on SoundCloud at Dummy Fresh. We love y'all. See you again in two weeks. <laughs>